up. Cautiously optimistic, my favorite podcast of all time. Hey, plug up. Welcome back to another episode of Cautiously Optimistic, episode 55. As always, I'm Sully Engels. I'm Jesse Rubble. And I'm Nick Osteler. The Oral Hirschizer episode to some, the Russell Martin there's, episode there's, there's to some others. contention right here, you know? A debate began this podcasting day for us. You know, Nick came in and originally had Oral Hershizer written down, 55. Makes Dodger sense. Great. Absolutely makes sense. Jesse and I had the argument that within the uh, confines of our lifetime, Russell Martin had a significant impact, and he should be noted and discussed. He should be noted. My whole thing was that Oral was a World Series champion for the Dodgers, which he, you know, not many pitchers can say that, and so I feel like that is a very credible reason for why he should be featured on this episode. But at the same time, I get it. Russell Martin was the catcher of our childhood growing up, one of my favorite players growing up, so I'll we'll yeah. leave him in, and we can do a dual feature, yeah, dual it's like, honor here. It's like double recency bias going on, because you know, mm-hmm. we have the more recent player in Russell Martin, but you also have the Dodgers' last championship and great season, mm-hmm. and the last thing before Kershaw uh, is all our Earl Earl Hershizer. So... You know, shout out to them. You gotta love them. I love them in the booth with Joe Davis. I, I won't knock him on that. He kind of plays the father figure in there. I like how Joe picks on him on Twitter and in real life. Um, other news happening. It was Hollywood's biggest night over the weekend, Sunday. Uh, and, you know, we... I don't know about you guys. I didn't see a ton of the films nominated. Um, I saw a grand total of zero. You didn't see Get Out, even? Unfortunately, that was the one that I wanted to see. Oh, and I never did. Okay, well, we'll have to watch that. But, yeah, that was the one I did see that was nominated for any big pictures. Um, it won Best Original Screenplay. And so was shout know. out uh, Peel there, Jordan Peel. Come on, Jordan Peel. You're uh, just, just gonna call him Peel? Yeah, like <laughs> just just Jordan Peel, Academy Award winner. Put some respect on his name. Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, the most important part of the night, though, if mm-hmm. you ask us, uh, Kobe Bryant, Academy Award winner. That just sounds nice. Boys. It goes on the. It goes on the. It's like there's. Two people that I'm just really pumped are Academy Award winners. One is now Kobe, and the other is Juicy J. Yeah. Oh, Juicy so it's J. Like well, three Six Mafia, three, six mafia yeah. Academy Award winner is hilarious. And it's also, if you're not aware, something that after they won the Oscar, I think they put it as a tagline on every single one of their songs. I mean, they Don't should. quote me on that. Yeah, but pretty much. I know many of them where they just said, Three Six Mafia, Academy Award winners, and then go to their song. Well, Kobe was quoted as saying that if basketball was the most impressive thing he did in his life, his life would be a failure, and he's already doing well post-basketball winning the Oscar, so he's a five-time NBA champion, and now he's an Oscar winner less than two years out of the league, so, you know, Dear Basketball, best animated short film, wins the Oscar, Kobe's just has that same mama mentality yeah. post, post-career. I said the same thing about my life, but luckily I just played D2 baseball, so it was like mm. a much lower standard to be set, you know, Kobe being an MVP, two-time finals MVP, you know, all-time scoring leader for the Lakers. Slightly higher standards, but Academy Award is a good start to the, I guess, the postseason of Kobe's career. And maybe I'm I'm feeling a little type of way about this, and maybe I'm wrong and you guys disagree, but when he came out and he said, and he said it before the Oscars, and then he said it after he won it, he said, this is better than winning a championship. Yeah, I don't know about that. That kind of hit me a little, uh, hit me a little <laughs> I sideways. I was, I was like, like, come on, man. You know, maybe the fifth yeah. one. Yeah, it's like, my thing is he's probably like, all right, well, look, I, I had five of them things. And this is his first one, and it's back. You know, I don't know. He, he's got to relax. He's got to, you know, when you when you get a grade on a test, right? Yeah. The real professor's like, all right, there's a 48 hour cooling period before mm-hmm. you can come contest your grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to give Kobe that 48 hour cooling period to yeah. be like, okay, let me reevaluate yeah. what I just said. And he did celebrate some in and out, as I know you. Yes, he did. Just so that was a big thing. And I think it was good of him to use the platform to kind of. Add to the discussion about shut up and dribble. Yeah, that he, was very he said funny. that as mm-hmm. well. As did Charles Barkley, who was hosting SNL this past weekend. I don't know if you guys saw that. Episode. Actually, although I didn't mention it earlier, I didn't actually end up watching it. I did not mention. I did not watch it either. Yeah. Maybe I'll check the highlights. I don't know. He's not Migos great. performed. Migos performed. Yeah. Uh, they were actually upset with uh, with Charles because Charles didn't know who they were. It was actually mm-hmm. it was on Yovan's story. He interviewed them. Oh yeah. And. Uh, so I wonder if they ever got that that meetup. They must have been the guests and the host. Yeah. They got to interact throughout the week, but I don't know how the conversation went. At least that's what I want to know. Also, if you're if you're Charles Barkley and you're in that studio all the time, like how do you not know who the Migos are? Because I know Shaq knows who they are. I know Kenny knows who they are. Like how do it's literally EJ the, knows it's who they the are. NBA theme song this year. Yeah, like Stir Fry was the All Star Weekend theme song. I don't know. Anyway. Um, other NBA news on the same show, you know, right on set there going across from Charles to Shaq. 
on today, his birthday. Just recording, just a quick shout out to Shaq. Shout out Shaq. Just wanted to see Josh Hart here. Um, hopefully he's recovering quickly. Mm-hmm. But Shaq, you know, uh, do you guys know how old he is? He's kind of timeless. You know, you don't even want to put a number. Yeah, you just know. celebrate. I think it's just something. My you guess would be like forty nine. Yeah, Let's I think he's fifty. Is he's like thirty? He is forty six. Forty six. I'm forty six. Was my guess. That's um, just not true. So, happy birthday to Shaq. We all appreciate that. Uh, Shaq's son is a high school basketball star right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just committed to UCLA. In other high school basketball news, um, and you know, all kind of wrapping into the Ball family, which we do occasionally talk about. And here. Pasadena, shout out, you know what I'm saying, yeah, although just, unfortunate. This is really just a very relatable thing to the podcast. Yes. Here. But <laughs> Chino Hills High School's basketball team, without LaMelo Ball, beat Pasadena for the CIF championship. And that's really impressive. Like, PHS, I, I've seen them play, I think, twice this year. Um, they're really good. Yeah. Like, I think every single one of their starting five, if not four of their starting five dunks, like, they're really talented. Bryce Hamilton committed to UNLV. Dude's a uh, baller. Yeah. Like, they're they're yeah. crazy. So the fact that Chino Hills went and beat them is that's big up to them. Well, it was it was basically all because of Onyeka Akangwu, who was the lost guy in the ball family. When all the balls were playing, he was that other starter. Who yeah. was kind of, nobody really talked about him, though, who was really good. Really good. And he dropped it was, it 38 points, 14 rebounds, 3 blocks. Uh, yeah, Chino Hills won 72-56. Like no that's more, a, that's no a more big win. Well, I can say that he's notab- notable in the fact that he's the guy doing all the dunking in the ball videos. Yeah. yeah. Any like receiving end of an alley has always pretty much been him. Yeah. He has offers from UCLA, Kansas. Yeah. Oregon. And, and oh, he's the same thing. He, besides Lonzo, may end up being the best of that, you know, four four of the five starters for that Chino Hills team. Yeah. But of yeah. course, two years ago. Of course, Lamelo is no longer on the team, pulled out and in Lithuania. And that's just a quick reminder to please listen to our interview with Mirren Fader that we had last week uh, talking about her article when she was out there in Lithuania. So go yeah. check out that. We also have an interview with Gary Klein uh, two weeks prior to that. So check, if you haven't heard those yet, Gary Klein is the LA Rams beat reporter. Maren Fader, a great uh, freelance journalist, contributor to Bleacher Report. So check those out. But we're back at episode 55 now. And it's it's heating up. It's time. Like, you guys don't want to talk about it. You guys haven't that. wanted to talk about it all season. But, I said that. But we're here. We're here. It's it's college basketball is heated up. I mean, it is it's March. March. It's March. It's March. It's madness. We should have been talking about this earlier, but hey, we're here now. You know, it's conference tournament time. This is the second most exciting part of the year. Uh, we already had one conference tournament, which mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. What are we doing? The Big Ten is like, and it's like, okay, if it was you know the MAC. Yeah. Like, all right, maybe I just, they have theirs. But. I knew that they moved it up one week so that they could play in Madison Square Garden, a location that, you know, none of their schools yeah. are anywhere near, besides Rutgers, Rutgers, which shouldn't even be in the conference in the first place. They Facts. just added them, so basically a money grab right there. I, it was a, a dumb move, but, you know, Michigan coming out of winter, we know that will make one person uh, happy. Just one. Just one that we know of. Um, it's, I mean, they play well. They're hot, and this is something that Michigan likes to do. Is they they kind of get sometimes they'll get hot around the tournament, tournament and then, which is good for them. You know, your boy John Beeline, who Jonah's favorite person. You know, yeah. they just get it going. Yeah. But I mean, to me, I, the Big Ten doesn't impress me. Like a lot of those teams weren't great all year. Like Purdue, it's but, a down year for sure. But for Purdue is very beatable. A lot of the bigger teams, you know. Indiana and Wisconsin aren't necessarily as good as they have. Ohio State fans. had their run, but like they've, run. they've cooled down. They definitely cooled down. Um, really just Michigan. Michigan's Michigan just hot State. right now, and Michigan State, obviously. Um, yeah, so we'll see about that. I think all of us interested. Nick, would you like to – I think we're going to go the alma mater here. Well, no, I was going to say, I, I was just surprised. March really snuck up on me this year. I haven't really been uh, ready for it, you know, and all these conference tournament games are happening. I'm yeah. seeing them, and it's like, okay, yeah, March Madness is actually here. It's time to start thinking about this. You know, I haven't really been watching too many of the games the last – Yesterday I caught an Iona-Fairfield game. I saw, mm, I saw a little bit of that. Uh, frankly, but, I think that's the best way to approach the tournament because it's yeah. like you don't, you know, you don't have the anticipation too high and then it's like all of a sudden, wow, yeah, we're about to start a whole three weeks of craziness, four weeks of craziness right and here. And then, you know, right on cue, my alma mater, I will mention it. I won't mm-hmm. give it a shout-out because it doesn't, doesn't deserve the it's word shout-out. It's a mention. It's a mention. It's a mention. Yeah. Um, of course, they bow out in the first round of the WCC tournament against Pepperdine, who was 5-26 and entering the game. So, Gotta love Santa Clara basketball, playing well, uh, and uh, hopefully they can do something to change what has been just an awful exi- existence since I was associated with the school. So okay. Well, we're going to climb me out of that depression, and we'll just say that we're going to have a large, large conversation about all of March Madness, all the college of basketball you could ever want next week 
with another guest on the show, so tune in for that. Right after Selection Sunday. So Yeah, it'll be set with the brackets. We'll do our picks, follow along. We're also going to set up a bracket online this year. Yes. So you clowns can try and beat us. You won't. Good luck. Not me, at least. Um, and so now we're going to move over to a new segment. Um, and it is really, well, it's called CO Headlines, Cautiously Optimistic Headlines. And really what it is is we search the news. We go through with a, a fine, fine comb, find these stories that mention cautiously optimistic and really why uh, we think they're important, that to mm-hmm. you know, keep the brand alive, keep the name alive. And we just like to shout those out and discuss them because first and foremost, we are the experts on cautiously optimistic. So we need Nobody's to- more cautiously optimistic about uh, things yeah. than us. No one's more cautiously optimistic about cautious optimism than us. Mm. I think. That's really what it comes down to. So, Nick, do you have our first headline for us? I sure do. And this is a headline that may take you back a few years, uh, back to our childhood. And uh-huh. maybe down to the time I played Shaq? Maybe. Maybe that time. Aaron Carter, everyone, he feels cautiously optimistic after rehab and 45-pound weight gain. Mm. That's great. It's great to hear. Aaron Good is a big, Aaron big part of the childhood. You know, I can't say that I did or did not buy the album. Uh, the one, I, you know, I'm not going to confirm or deny Sounds it. like you did. Uh, the time I beat Shaq may or may not have been a jam for me back in the day. And you see here, he's gained 45 pounds, so he probably still wants candy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Been eating candy. Possible, you know, who knows? Put on 45 pounds. Combine is right now. You never mm. really know. Aaron Carter Possible, cornerback, you know, doesn't really have a size play anything else. But we'll see. Cautiously optimistic. Uh, happy to hear that for Aaron. Hope he's doing well. Yeah, and our next headline here is... Uh, Toddler's family is cautiously optimistic about medical marijuana. Yeah, and I believe this headline is from Silver Lake in the Los Feliz area. Ah, uh, which does know, actually make sense. You know, I think a lot of the kids just getting on the train early, the parents, they're already doing it. Why not? You know, it's a family affair at this point, Jess. Yeah, it's, it's it, the family's cautiously optimistic about medical marijuana in what sense? It just makes me wonder, you know, yeah. about using it with their kid. <laughs> Using it with their kids around, giving it to their kid, yeah, giving them edibles. Like, what are we doing here? It's, it's good it, parenting. Exactly. I, I love see you know parents really just embracing this new era that we're in. And I think a lot of the parents from Silver Lake have now moved to Altadena, Nick. So I don't know. Oh, okay. The tougher just, Dina. Just, just a thought for you. And I, when I say tougher, I mean not like tougher isn't physically yeah. tougher, like tougher to live there. Like you see, new, you don't want to be there. Any kids uh, walking around the neighborhood looking kind of zonked yeah, out, yeah. walking around, <laughs> trying to find walking the dogs. You know, yeah. they're they're coming over to check out the dogs, pet them. I don't know. They're they're feeling good over there in Altadena. Altadena is a great place. So uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not a tough place. It's a great place. I mean, it's just not as good as Pasadena, you know. No, it's just the. Uh, they just want to be Pasadena. Yeah, it's the. It should be like Beta Dina. That uh, really should be the name. <laughs> We'll move on to the third headline. Uh, official. Uh, we don't know the exact one. But There's unofficial. <laughs> official has told us, cautiously optimistic that flu season has peaked. Mm. Boy, that is good news. You gotta love to hear that. Uh, Jesse, I think you first and foremost should discuss this. Well, yeah, I'm saying flu yourself. Uh, former and current. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, still, still one of the nicknames is the young swine flu. Yeah. Um, DJ Swan. At the end of the day, around here, flu season is always peak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is a, you know... Because DJ Swan flu ain't stopped. As, as a, what someone in our country would say, this is fake news. Yeah, yeah. To a certain degree, this headline. Because uh, I don't ever see the flu season stopping. It's always when flu season when you're talking to me. slapping, the flu is going on. You so, already know what it is. Yeah, we all sick out here. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wraps up the cautiously optimistic headlines for this week. Please, if you see any out there, a headline that grabs your attention that uses the words cautiously optimistic, send them on over and we will discuss them. And episode 55 is brought to you by Challenger Hair Care, of course. You know what the pomade, the cream pomade, they just came out with the Challenger shampoo and conditioner. Man, I got the haircut and, you yeah. know, when I was told, when I got the haircut, they were saying you need to use some conditioner and, and use it. I'm not really a conditioner guy, but now that I have the new do... It might be time to invest in some Challenger hair care. Yeah, you know, you're really just going for the upgrade there with the hair. It starts with the conditioner and the shampoo, you know, getting that base clean, moisturized, and absolutely refreshed. Then you toss on that hair product, mm. looking at suave, mm. rico, and suave. rico suave. And Jesse, I don't know if you knew, but more and more people are learning the benefits of shampooing every other day rather than every single day. And the tea tree of shampoo um, is what is, is designed for just that, every other day use. And the sebum in there, as always, helps with the the classic, just the oily things that go on Absolutely. in your hair. Nick, can you see tea tree five times fast? Tea tree, tea tree, tea tree, tea tree, tea tree. There we mm, go. No, that, that fifth one was kind of oh. shaky. 
And I think that was only four. It was. Well, it's a tea tree shampoo. You can search Challenger Shampoo on Amazon to get your bottle today as long as you do that. Uh, we have the Amazon link in the show notes. And you know I like about you know I like to talk about those show notes. You I know find you love there. the show notes. Nick loves show notes. Get your cream pomade, your shampoo and conditioner from our friends at Challenger Hair Care today. Nick O for show notes. Nick O for show notes. <laughs> Since the last time we talked, the Lakers have been going on quite a little roll. They had won five in a row, especially that fifth win in a row against the Spurs in San Antonio, where Lonzo Ball kind of had sort of a coming out party there in the fourth quarter. Two go-ahead threes in the final two minutes of the game, which is actually the first time that has happened since Kobe did it. And I think Kobe only did it once in his career, surprisingly enough. Uh, And they've been playing well. Lonzo's back. You guys are laughing at that stat. I'm bringing out the deep that's stats very, here for you guys. That's a very that's deep stat. That's like, I could tell you used to work at ESPN. Because <laughs> yeah. Like ESPN something. stats and info. They, they, they would scoop up for you on page 48 of the email. There we go. Yeah. So, but the Lakers, unfortunately, they looked like they were going to win their sixth in their row last night against the Blazers yeah. at home. And then Lillard time. That was, well, I honestly mean, encouraged was, by it. Like, look, yeah, it, it, it took... It took Damian Lillard doing 19 of his 39 in the fourth, mm-hmm. hitting four threes in a row without Brandon Ingram, and we had the lead in the fourth by 10, by 10-ish yeah. with five minutes left. Isaiah didn't play that well. Lonzo didn't play great. Mm-hmm. I know he, he hit his knee, and that kind of affected how he was playing a little bit. Finished so, strong. Yeah. I think it all is, is a perspective you have on the game. You, know, you could look at the end of the game where you have KCP taking... Oh. A shot that made yeah. me literally yelp on my couch yeah. because I was so frustrated, and then missing a layup as well. Right before that, two offensive rebounds. You know, one Lonzo. That was the biggest, out, and that you know, giving the chances. And you know, they missed the free throws. Lakers continue to get chances, but you know, also again, another game where it's very clear that the Lakers are just one star, one closer away from being a team that can compete in the West but in the playoffs. This is also my thing. Is like. Is Brandon Ingram that closer next year? Yeah, and he could be. I think if we have the same team, and I'm not saying I want this, but I'm saying yeah. if this is the same exact team as next year, mm-hmm. and they get a full season, they make the playoffs next year. Absolutely, and I think to add to that, though, in the league now, you look at every good team, dominant team, they have two or three of those guys. Yeah. So it would be beneficial to us, and I think the team is assuming that Brandon is going to step up and be a guy like that, because even then, if they only add one guy, whoever may be a star, with an evolving Ingram and an evolving ball, that is just as good maybe as uh, a contract that may hurt the team down the line. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I have to admit, you know, as this five-game winning streak was happening, beating teams like on the road, four of those five wins on the road at Miami, at San Antonio. Playoff teams. Good teams. I got I got excited. I Maybe a little too excited. Yeah. I had unbridled optimism rather than cautious optimism. And yeah, then, of yeah. course, Damian Lillard, you know, a superstar, said, you know, have some caution a little bit. You know, they're not yeah. quite there. The, this, the yeah. Blazers actually, I think, are the three seed. They're the three seed right now. The three and the eight player. are separated by two games. And so yeah. my and overwhelming emotion watching that loss last night was I was I was pissed. I was like, this is a game the Lakers should have won. And mm-hmm. Was I right to be thinking that? Because they're playing the three seed. They're on a five-game winning streak. But they didn't really – they didn't um, really should have won that I, game. I, I think think they should have won that game. I think next year – I think Brandon Ingram's there, yes – we're upset. We 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 okay to be pissed at that game. I think next year, yes, we should be pissed at losing that game. I think this year with the run that we just were on a five game yeah. streak, and it took that performance from Dame, like yeah, I'm not mad. On top of that too, I think it's not uh, more so. It's not wrong to be mad, and it also is probably a good thing at this point that you think the team is good enough to mm-hmm. you lose yeah. to the three seed in the West, and you're upset that you lost, regardless that it's at home and whatever all the other circumstances are. Like the fact that the Lakers fan base and the team can go back to being upset about losing games to really good teams without one of our best That's players is a very very good sign so regardless and i just want to say on top of this because we didn't discuss it, lonzo is just getting absolute buckets right now yeah this dude is shooting yeah. i was looking at stats today uh, very you know very metric stats that i couldn't even really understand because i haven't gotten really on that side of basketball yet something called ppp something about your shooting at least but he was shooting at the same clip over the last 26 games as Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. So that just tells you a little not bit. Not bad. Not too bad about how he's been shooting. Um, and the three-pointers, obviously, you know, I think I'd like to see him drive, be a little more aggressive. That's certainly going to be something he uh, going down the line. But going 6 or 10 from 3 in games like that is phenomenal. Especially after all the talk earlier yeah. this season just, about, oh, should we change his shot? Yeah. Is he, is he going to be good in the league? You know, it just... 
people need to give him some time here. He's, only, he's still only 20 years yeah. old, and he's hitting clutch shots now in the fourth. He even hit a clutch win last night to extend that game before and Isaiah missed can, the tech and then got stripped. They're contested shots, too, which is, yeah, getting that. And also, I mean, not to get back to the game last night, but incredibly frustrating to watch the missed free throw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an 89% free throw shooter. Like, that's the right person to have on the line. I'm not saying it was yeah. the wrong choice. I'm just saying it was like, like icing to the cake right there. Like, yeah. a whole girl, like, losing the lead, and that's how it ends. It was just, it was tough. No, Belanza looks good for sure. Um, um, yeah. Going back, I think we should touch on this. It's kind of yeah, maybe a little old news section, but we haven't discussed it. It's definitely something that we, I think we need to talk about. I think J.R. Smith throwing some soup. Uh, it, was, it was one of those things I woke up and I was looking on Twitter and I was like, what is everyone talking about? Like, what is going on? And then I loved how people just were all over Windhorse about not getting what type of soup it was initially. I think Ramona reported the type eventually. It was a tortilla. No, I saw like a, a brisk or what's it called? Bisque. A bisque. bisque. A bisque. Uh, tomato, tomato bisque. Maybe bisque. I thought Lobster it was tortilla bisque. soup, but I you know I don't really. I didn't ever get to the bottom of this. That cup. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that the soup was even mentioned as uh, part of the story. Like they could have easily I said think it's a big part of it. Well, huge. I know it's, it's, it's a huge part of it, but they could have. Jr. with the pipe in hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> I know there were so many good jokes about it. But I'm just saying, like, could they have just easily have? Say, oh, there's a team dispute and J.R. Smith has suspended a game and they don't talk about it. But well, no, they, they originally they, said. they reported it. I just think because like, soup, that was soup could like burn you. Yeah. You know? And like they could like really cause some serious damage to someone. Uh, I, I just think it's such a good tidbit. And I love that those things always just get out. You know, they eventually yeah. get out. You know, it's like Sammy Sosa sneezed and hurt his back and I got a deal. Things like that that are just like kind of embarrassing. And that one more so is a little on the more ridiculous side, maybe on the immature side of things. The throwing the soup thing doesn't happen to Josh Childress. No, no, You know, or yeah. some random... Exactly. Is it, of course it was JR. Yeah, I, was just, I don't know who eat, eats soup before games. I've never heard yeah. of you know, like, Yeah, was it cold like, City or something? Just think What's about it? that image. J.R. Smith, like, at his locker... Yeah, I don't even know really where it happened, but at his locker, team like, dinner? soup. Does he throw the bowl? Does he dump it on his head? I imagine, like a, uh, when I pictured it in my mind, I like it was a saucer. Like, he threw it like a Frisbee. And he kind of went like that. Okay. okay. But I think... I want to imagine that it was like, like a cup of noodle. And yeah. he just like took the styrofoam yeah. and was like, ah! Throws it's it much more in yeah. the lane, I think. But that was great. I'm glad we could all experience that. And again, the magic of Twitter brought that up. So we're lucky to be alive It's today. such a good... And this is another thing we, I think we'll yeah. probably talk about a little later. Like the, the league is yeah. so good this year just with everything. Like yeah. from, from... Like these kind of stories don't happen in other leagues. No. And then like get reported as heavily and NBA Twitter is obviously the best yeah. so everything just lasts longer yeah. yeah it's just you can pop open your phone you can open up the app open up any app you know maybe swipe left or right mm. speaking of that the Clippers have added a new sponsor which will now be on their jerseys and you know I don't like to give the Clippers too much credit Maybe the best sponsor in the league. I think I, this is a pretty bold and fantastic so, move. So you're swiping right on this move. I'm swiping. Oh, I'm swiping very right. The Clippers have added Bumble as their uh, jersey patch. Jersey patch and new oh, sponsor. Man. Which uh, I saw this and I was like, <laughs> fire. Fire. Yeah, that's not no. It's a fire move, right? That's there, so bro. good. It's so good, especially just all the chatter about the Hawks. You know, their new couple that well, met the on their Tinder and they got and married. married in the, they got married in the stadium. Yeah. The Hawks like paid for everything. Um, Boy, and if there is a Clippers you know how, bubble night, you know how quick I would buy that jersey if it wasn't the Clippers. Yeah. I think there's two teams in the league <laughs> that would make it like if they were like, "All right, we Bumble's our sponsor. We got the Bumble Pack." There's only two teams that I don't think I wouldn't buy that jersey, and it's the Clippers and the Celtics. Yeah, same here. It really should have been the Lakers because Bumble's brand is yellow, and it would have been fit nicely on a Lakers jersey. Nice. Yeah, well, I do like the Wish sponsor though. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Nice they but call again. it an empowerment badge. So this is you know in response to the Me Too movement in a way. They're trying. They're saying that's what Steve Ballmer is saying. It's kind of giving some props to women here. So because women have the choice to choose first in the conversation, I guess so. Like, right. That's, that's what that's what they're saying. That's what they're that's what they're marketing is. I don't know about that's, that's so that's, extra. If that's the extra reason. It was good enough by itself. Yeah. You don't need to. They didn't need to come out with anything else. Uh, Balmer, you know, he's he's a crazy guy. So he's gonna do crazy things, and I'm glad. But going back, if there is a Bumble night at Staples Center, cautiously often that will be there. Nick, <laughs> we'll be there. And Nick might have to like sign a permission slip or something. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have to figure that one out down the road. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again. I'm swiping right. I we're all swiping right on that. I'm swiping right. right. Yeah, I'm swiping right. right. I'm okay. swiping right. Glad to hear that. Um, another thing I think we're all swiping right for this year in the NBA is something that Jesse mentioned in a tweet earlier this week, so we wanted to touch on after a week of dunks, broken ankles, rejections. Another just phenomenal week in the NBA. The disrespect level is reaching new highs, and we are just here to tell you fans that we're here for it. It's the it's the thing. So in the league, we've always had 
dunks, people dunking on each other, people doing this, doing that. But in this last, like, two weeks, and then this whole season in general, but these last two weeks have been just, like, heavy with it, mm-hmm. where it's like, you cross somebody, like, obviously the James Harden cross stops, looks at him. Larry Nance bangs on Plumley, finger this points him. Unbelievable. You have the Justice Winslow last night yeah. bangs on him, looks at him for, like, five seconds. You don't even know. He might still be standing there. I don't know. Like, this is in an, an, a 30-point game. That was the best thing. Yeah. Is like, oh, it was close. There was 17 seconds left or something like that, and they're up by like 22, and the dude's still going up with him. Yeah, just get it's, out of the way. It's been unbelievable, you know. And even going to Dame Lillard with the, uh, you know, times that or what time is it? Yeah, I love that too. Any type of celebration. Um, I gotta say, I'm not as big a fan of the curry like shimmy shake there thing he does. I think that's on the lower end of celebration. <laughs> I just think with the rise of social media, has really just like brought this into the forefront of like basketball culture. You know, because oh, yeah. the players see Twitter, the players all have Twitter, they all social media. You know, they're, they're roasting each other on yeah. social media. And, and it's so, NBA Twitter. It's like yeah, it's incredible. It, it all started with Joel Embiid this year too. I feel like he was the catalyst for this whole you know the movement within the NBA of being maybe a little more vocal, outspoken, not only on Twitter but on the floor, kind of taking back the celebrations. And I really love that because, you know, it's, at the end of the day, like, if you don't want to get celebrated in your face, don't get dunked on or Facts. don't get rejected or don't get crossed over. I think it is what it is. Obviously, there's a line that can be crossed, but a majority of the time, you're just getting dunked on, and that's kind of your fault. So. Yeah. And in that same sense, we decided to make this week's start bench cut all about that NBA disrespect. Now, we have three things that can happen to you on a basketball court, and we want to know what is the most disrespectful. We're going to start the most disrespectful mm-hmm. and go down from there. So... We have getting dunked on, getting your shot rejected, or getting crossed over and you fall down. Yeah. Sully, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. I think uh, this is tough. It, they're all very disrespectful. Yeah, you don't want any of these things to happen to you. Um, but starting, like getting dunked on, there's just nothing worse. In my mind, I think, you know, it's, a, it's an empowering thing for the person that does it. And it is an absolutely deflating thing to have happen to you. Um, you know, as we all know, a friend of the podcast, Shea Serrano, uh, he just released another article this week, and the whole lead of it is the time that he got dunked on in the gym, which I was like, you know, bursting outside, like laughing at. But it was just so true. It's just awful, and it's a terrible, terrible feeling, and it's embarrassing. It lives for years and yeah. years. There's still dunks from the '60s. Michael Cooper getting dunked on by Dr. J. Still see it all the time. Um, I'm going to bench, getting crossed over, because that is pretty bad too. And when you're on the ground, um, actually never had this happen to me. Knock on wood. But I can imagine it's a pretty awful thing. I can imagine that the seconds of, you know, you, any time that you've ever tripped in your life, it's uncomfortable. And doing that while trying to guard someone and be athletic is pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this can be forgotten if the player misses the shot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had to bench it. Because if he doesn't make the shot, you really can get away with it. You're not going to okay. see the highlight as much. Um, getting rejected, I'm going to cut that because in my mind, Going hard to the bucket, get swatted. Nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you can look awful. Like a big swat. Like a big it swat is on bad. How far the ball goes, you know. Oh, but all that. Either way, you get the ball back most of the time. You get a chance to do it. Well, again. that's the other thing is there was the one. Uh, uh, well, there's like you know the classic Alonzo Mourning. There was one earlier this year. Wasn't it was someone on the in Miami? Um, there was a filthy one yeah, this week. Yeah, the dude who went to Texas. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, flew he up, snatched. That snatched is the it. most that was disrespectful cool. dunk you can do. I think snatching out of the. And air. you could see in the background too. There was the, there yeah. was his own like the dude who was going up for the dunk. It, you could see him in the background. So he he pops up and he's like getting hyped because he thinks his boy's about oh, to yeah. yam on the dude. No. Then he gets snatched yeah, and he just snatched. turns around. He's like, oh no yeah. no. Mm-hmm. But even that block, I still think the least of the, your troubles on a basketball court for those three. Um, Jess, you want to... Yeah, I, I, I will say I agree with you on, after saying all that, on being rejected as someone who is 5'9 uh, with Air Maxes on. Yeah, I think uh, you're 6'4". Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you day ask. Day to day. Yeah, you're Isaiah yeah, yeah. Thomas out there, essentially. So, like, I've had my fair share of going to the lane, like you said, and, and, and getting my thing sent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think the worst one, actually, shout out Edmund. Uh, it was Prep Maranatha. I went and I had him. I went for, I think it was JV. To, I just I went for a fadeaway like from the elbow and he read my move the whole time and he went up straight up with me and I was already air so I was like well I gotta shoot this and he just took I didn't even leave my hand. <laughs> so, I, I you know I've experienced my fair share of rejections so that one to me is just like whatever like yeah. you said probably getting the ball back yeah, exactly. you know except for in that one for me but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna bench getting dunked on wow. because. 
I think that, and while, of, of course, there's definitely the times, like, you know, Brandon Knight on... Uh, They're awful, awful. However many people. Yeah. But then you also have Brandon Knight getting crossed over by this many people, too. Yeah. Um, getting dunked on is just like, it can be wrong place, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's definitely the other sides of it, too. Um, and I'm going to start, as you guys know by now, getting crossed over and falling. I think the disrespect level that can come with that is so insane. Like, the James Harden one is crazy. The J.R. Ryder from back in the day crosses him. He falls. He stops, looks at him, laughs at him, <laughs> then pulls up and drills it. Yeah. It's so disrespectful, the, and I love it. it. It's like, you know, when you played NBA Live as a kid growing up, and then you had that dunk contest mode where you had those, like, second, like few freeze seconds where you could do whatever you want. When the person falls, that's, like, your time in the NBA. You just have the whole world looking around you, do whatever you want, and I love when people take that moment and take it to the next level. Yeah, and you saw it so, so easily in the Harden video where – there's that moment. Like, he's on the ground. Wes Johnson knows what's happened. Mm. You have Ariza stands up. The whole arena, you look at everybody's face in the background, it's just like... Like, oh. like Milo's out of pity, like, tries to run Yeah, over. he's like, let me help you. And then it's boom. Like, once you hit it, and, and that is definitely a mandatory thing. You have to hit the shot. Have to hit the shot. But when you hit it, yeah. everything goes. And if, if you hit it, yeah, then it's big time. Like, the hard one, I think, is a great example. Yeah. Because you could see the celebration, too. The fall was one thing, but then on the made shot, took it to the next level because Ariza ran Jogs down the, the sideline. The score, you know, he went to check into the game. He was so exciting. I mean, it was, <laughs> he wasn't checking in. No, he was yeah. just saying, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> it was madness. Um, God, but yeah, I, I think, Nick, yeah. I bring it home right here. Yeah, I mean, I'm you gotta say. quickly going to bench uh, getting blocked because I think it's just part of the game more so than any of the other two. It happens. You, you go hard. I think the only time it's disrespectful is if you get, like, pinned off the glass and, like, you know, as you, and the guy keeps the ball and goes yeah. the other way. And, like, you fall, too. Yeah, Steph yeah, yeah, getting blocked up his own face is a bad one. Yeah, getting blocked up your face is bad. That rarely happens. So it comes down to crossover and dunk, and I was debating about this, but I think the fact that you can immortalize a dunk on a poster and you have yeah. the verb getting posterized, essentially you have to start that. Um, although getting crossed over is kind of gaining steam with technology where they have, you know, people falling down and then, like, the music starts playing and they start, yeah. you know... On Twitter or whatever. All the additions you can make. All, yeah, all the additions. Yeah. Um, the other bad part about getting crossed over is like your job as a defender is to stay upright and stay in front of this guy, and so another human without touching you makes you makes fall you over. Fall. Yeah. And that's just, that's unfortunate. But I think a dunk, just everything that it, it encapsulates, you know, the dunk, the basket is made no matter what, whereas a crossover, as you can say, yeah. can be missed. And I think I, the explosion of a dunk is what starts it. I think you had a good point there, unintentionally almost, was that a lot of the crossovers do come with contact. You know, like one of the most famous of all time, mm-hmm. MJ's crossover. Push off. Push off or not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, although he did not fall on that play, I think a lot of plays, that's kind of what you see maybe tripping up on feet. Whereas a dunk, that's just clear. You're in the sky. Yeah. You're, you know, and then it's just, you need to mention wrong place, wrong time. That's just, I mean, it, that's true, it but it's, have, it's yeah. unfortunate though. Like it's, the it's Brandon Knight beyond DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan on the oop. It's still that, was, that was Brandon Knight, wrong place, wrong time. Also, his fault for going up. Also, it's like, but, I feel like wrong place, wrong time isn't exactly, the, you know, the biggest sports race, especially for, like, basketball defenders. Like, you're on the court, you should know yeah. where the ball is. You should just be like, oh, dang, I'm under the basket. The, I, the only I know there are situations where it does happen, but you should also... Like, my guy, you're, like, if, if you're in help side, and then you're, you're like, if you, DeAndre Jordan comes from the weak side for an alley-oop, and you don't see him. But you know when the ball isn't there, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, less, I think more people can be... Excused like a big switching out to a little and That's then you cross exactly. over. Like, Whereas if you're helping on defense, yeah, good help. You're doing your job, but if you still get dunked on, so yeah. yeah as a start. defensive, as a defensive-minded player, like, to me, getting crossed so you fall is just unacceptable. First time I've ever heard you refer to yourself as a defensive-minded player. <laughs> oh, I was, I was. I'm not anymore. <laughs> now I'm a shooter. Yeah, anyway, you got into those point yeah, We want to we want to hear your start bench cut for the disrespect meter in the NBA. Hashtag start bench cut. Let us know. Now we're going to move over to the Diamond, head on down to Arizona, where I'll be this weekend, checking out some Dodger baseball, amongst doing other things. Um, but the Dodgers are back on the field today, and Nick, they faced an old friend, didn't they? Old friend or old nemesis, based on how he pitched in the World Series. We're talking about Yu Darvish, of course, who signed with the Cubs this offseason after that half year with the Dodgers. Yu Darvish today, uh, two innings, one earned run, zero hits, four strikeouts. Uh, just some light work. Uh, Dodgers are currently down 6-4 to four in this game against the Cubs. But it's it's just spring training. And speaking of spring training, you guys, Matt Kemp is on this team, and not just on this team, but hitting homers. Three home runs so far in the spring. Is he going to make this team? Is he going to be a starter on the Dodgers? 
No. <laughs> um, in my mind, I think he still will be traded, but I think it's getting less and less likely as the days goes on. I think there's more and more kind of, uh, for a lack of a better word, like bonding in the clubhouse between Kim and the players, and it looks like they actually are having a good time. I like that Matt Kim tried to clear up his comments about the whole baseball town thing. Although that was kind of backtracking in my mind, too, because he said what he said, and that was pretty clear. But it looks like he does want to be here, and I think the biggest thing that he said that has actually given me a glimpse of, like, okay, maybe he could fit in this environment, was, like, he had a, you know, dug out an interview with Alana Rizzo, and he was talking about basically, it's like, you know, this is a lot different for me. Like, this isn't the same team. Like, and specifically said, my role is much different, and I think that's something that he needs to accept as a player for this to work, if it is going to work, if they're going to try it, is that he's not... Matt Kemp, the face of the Dodgers. He's Matt Kemp, maybe guy 2019 on the roster. You know, a guy who is going to be able to contribute, but also has to put in a lot of work to be healthy and be a big part of this team or any part of the team. Yeah, so he's competing against guys like Jock Peterson, Andrew Tolles, Alex Verdugo for that starting left field position. Those are all left-handed bats. So the Dodgers didn't really have a right-handed bat in left, left field last year, I don't believe. And so he could kind of fit that role. Yeah, I mean, as far as right-handed bats in the outfield, it's Trace Thompson is the only one that's uh, in contention, I guess. And that, you know, he obviously had a very down year last year, so he's going to have to perform tremendously over the next month to have a chance, and then obviously going into the season two. That is one thing that is an advantage, but also the rest of the outfielders are right-handed. So it doesn't matter quite as much. But either way, um, it'll be interesting because I think Matt is, you know, still a guy that can hit 30-plus home runs given the opportunities, I don't know if he'll get that many at-bats because it'll be a platoon going left and right, but... Um, and not to, you know, not to throw shade on Matt, I mean, he's 33. Do we expect him to stay healthy all year? I don't, personally. So, I mean, it'll be nice to have him on the team. I think he can act as a good veteran presence. He kind of realizes, as you said, so like he's not the same guy that he was expected to be when he left the team, you know? He's not yeah. the centerpiece. He's coming into a lineup that is just in the World Series, just trying to help. I like his attitude so far. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and see if he can keep this going. Yeah. I mean, same time, though. Give me a nice reliever. Yeah. <laughs> Smell ya. Anyway, uh, as far as other baseball news goes... Well, you mentioned give me a nice reliever, Sully, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you heard, but baseball is bringing back the bullpen cart that oh. has been out of the league for 20 years. It's the Diamondbacks, unfortunately. Is it just the Diamondbacks? They're starting it off, but there's talks about other teams yeah. doing this. What do, you, what do you think? As a relief pitcher, what, former what, relief pitcher. What is the bullpen cart for those that okay. don't know? Those you don't know, uh, back, I believe maybe like the 80s, you know, I don't know the exact decade, but they still do this in, you know, some Japanese and Korean leagues. They literally had a car or a cart with sponsors on it that would drive the reliever from the bullpen to the mound or, like, to the dugout. Then they would walk on. And this is the the thing to me that is just, it's blasphemy, essentially. Um, you're taking away the best part of being a reliever, maybe. The run-in is magical. It's so much We've fun. We've talked about it. We had a whole episode dedicated to Todd Coffey. And that's the man I wanted to bring up. You're taking away that, first off, is an absolute spectacle, a tradition unlike any other, as I like to say. Baseball, the Todd Coffey run... It's fantastic. Jogging from the bullpen, hearing your song play, uh, you know, Trevor Hoffman coming out to Hell's Bells, Mariano coming out, um, Kenley coming out to California Love, you know, it's, it's, you just can't replace that with a cart. It just doesn't work the same way. You need the jog, especially you love to see the pace. Sorry, I could talk about this all day. I'll wrap it up. But just so you guys know, I'm very opposed to it. And of course, those swimming pool having... Fox mascot having Diamondbacks would be the ones to bring it back. Basura. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're trying to do it as maybe a time-saving method, but you can't take away the spectacle that is the walk-in or the walk-in song, you know. Uh, funny enough, Mike Fetters. Do you remember Mike Fetters? Absolutely. I already have an episode named after him, and I was shut Yeah, down. Mike Fetters, a former Dodger, Dodger legend, really, mm-hmm. Dodger relief legend, he was on the 1995 Brewers, the last team to use the cart, and he was quoted in this article talking about, you know, why they are bringing it back or what they thought of it. Um, th- he says that they think that the cart was removed because guys got came in on it, got lit up, and then it became a superstitious thing to stay off of it, and so maybe that's why they've kind of done away with it. I mean, that's a big part of it too, and that's like you're not you're gonna have guys that are like won't they have a bad outing, won't get back on that thing, or like will sit in a different position, yeah, or like something, you know, and, it's and just, so. 
that was 95, and then 99 was when uh, Mariano Rivera started his uh, entrance song, Enter mm-hmm. Sandman, and exactly. that. So, yeah, I mean, it would be the Diamondbacks to try something foolish like that. So. You know, it's... It, the Diamondbacks, in my mind, are getting more towards the Clippers side of franchises, where they kind of... Although, you know, we did just have a whole section complimenting the Clippers. But they do a lot of gimmicky stuff to kind of try and get their name out there. You know, the teal uniforms... Uh, try and sign a big player, and they do in, in Grinky. Um, and obviously, they had more success than they have in the past. Uh, losing JD and Martinez is going to hurt them. But this this is just not a good look. It's not a good look for baseball. Not a, the timing thing, they're just getting so paranoid about it. It's, it's yeah. annoying. And you mentioned the relationship between uh, Diamondbacks and Clippers, baseball and basketball. John Lester, I don't know if you guys have seen on the Cubs, is using a bounce pass now to throw his pickoffs and his throws at first base because he's been known to have the yips. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls in Chicago, a former Bull like Scotty Pippen, has caught on and said, "Oh yeah, you can definitely take a take one out of my book." And what do you guys think of this? Is this is this really going to work? Is he going to throw bounce passes during the regular season? Uh, jokingly, it's, it's funny, but like, yeah, it's going to work. Like, this is actually a good idea. Uh, <laughs> and like, you guys look at me like I'm a little dumb, but like, you think about it, the calling card for any infielder is like when you get that ball in the hole a deep one long hop no hop and and that means basically like you either got to reach the first baseman or give him a hop that he's gonna be able to play you, know, you don't want to short a hop and be the last thing you want to have your first baseman do is have to pick a ball out of the dirt that's just a skip you know it's right in front of you so you'll see a lot of times guys slide in the hole and make that bounce long across the diamond so Lester essentially because he's rattled on them on the mound when he has to pick is just going to take that longer throw make it shorter so he can just spike the ball into the ground you know, it's not unless it like hits a rock or anything, it's just gonna go straight over there. It's not gonna be effective as far as picking guys off, but just holding guys a little closer, yeah, and that's all he needs to do to be effective in that sense. You said it best. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. This week it's a fast food flavor, I guess news update. News edition, kind of, yeah. More so, just going over some uh, fast food flavor uh, news that has been happening in the world and our thoughts. Jesse, as the guru of the drive through, Mm -hmm. whatever your favorite nickname may be, he's going to enlighten you on what we think and what you should know about all things fast food. So, first, um, we have, uh, you know, a request to review something. This is from a friend of the podcast, Aina. And she has sent us a $254 Crunchwrap, which is supreme. Mm. Um, it's not made by Taco Bell. Okay. It was, uh, you know, obviously some kind of hipster, I assume, made Sounds about right. a big old Crunchwrap. Just to clarify, she sent us the update about this. She did not actually send us the $250. No, that would have been, that been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, I would have tried That would have gone, yeah. you know, that elevates you in front of the pod status yeah. <laughs> to anyone listening. Even a regular Crunchwrap Supreme would elevate you, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but so within this Crunchwrap Supreme, uh, oxtail and beef cheek, uh, braised in $63 per bottle Belgian lambic, which I don't even know what that is, Welsh cheddar nacho cheese mixed with bone marrow flambeed in 250 per bottle Class Azul Mezcal, heirloom blue corn tostada, uh, einkorn ancient grain flour tortilla, I don't know this word, hudaloke cream fresh, <laughs> Creme fraiche, excuse me, heirloom tomatoes, and a tan chili flame juice. Uh, legally, they can't say fire sauce. Yeah. <laughs> made with $260 per pound chilatin chilies and a slash of mezcal for good measure. The swine does not look impressed. No. So this is the thing. We talked about nicknames earlier. I, I also like to think of myself as the king of the crunch wrap. Oh, you know, and that's good. This is so upsetting to me. Yeah. The crunch wrap is made, you know, you bring it back to the original. Good to go. You remember those commercials? Yeah. yeah. Honey, remember when you asked me to spice up your food? Yeah. A spicy chicken crunch wrap supreme. Spicy and grilled, so it's good to go. Whoa. Spicy and grilled, so it's good to go. Good to go? Good, good to, to go. go. The new spicy chicken crunch wrap supreme. Shredded chicken simmered in Mexican spices with melty, crunchy, cool Taco Bell tastes. Loaded into a flour tortilla and grilled, so it's good to go. He's good to go. For a spicier way to go, think outside the bun. Good to go. You're not eating that on the go. What are we doing here? The the, the spirit of the crunch wrap is not to turn it up with $250 corn tortillas or whatever we got over here. Braised creme brulee or whatever you said. I don't like I don't want oxtail in my I want fake meat. Yeah. 
I want there you go. Awful things. I want lettuce and tomato that make me think that it's real lettuce and tomato when I know that it's not. Yeah. I and want a crunch wrap that's three fifty nine. You know, and the staple of all of your reviews is the price. And price how affordable it is. hundred percent. The exact opposite. Price is, is the second most important thing in any fast food item. Yeah. So that is that's you know that is what Justin Nick. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Before I, I, of course I want the the stars, which I know are not going to be very many of them on this, but. This is not an ode to fast food as they're trying to make it. This is just an insult to fast food, I feel like. And I think they've completely missed the mark. This is not what you want to be doing. I, I get it. You, can, you like the Crunchwrap. Just don't call it a Crunchwrap. That's just an insult to Taco Bell. Call yeah. it a, call it a, a, a pouch. Know, you know, essentially, it's like they're taking our fast food culture and appropriating it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Essentially, I think that we are fair saying that. Yeah. It's like, you know, when a designer takes some kind of streetwear... And then it puts a six thousand dollar price tag on it. Terrible. They're doing the same thing here with us. They're, the good people just need a nice crunch wrap. That's all I want. Just, it's like three fifty, right? Something I like believe that. the last time I checked, it was three fifty nine, yeah, three seventy nine like in you that know, range. It doesn't need to be two hundred. And I just no. realized that there should be no stars even discussed because he's yeah. not going to try this. So. Exactly. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I can't even would, put stars would on it. Want to try that? Because I can't. Eat, I'm not going to try it. Yeah. Oh, we would try it. Someone sent it to us. We tried, but for free. Yeah, sure. I'll eat it for sure. Anyway. Other breaking news in the fast food world. This is breaking today. Mm. Uh, as of this morning, I saw it as I was getting up. I was working an overnight shift. 6 a.m., I see it, you know, scroll across the ticker there. McDonald's, for the first time since the 70s, is going to be using some fresh, never frozen, to quote the friends of Wendy's, mm-hmm. uh, patties. So I think they're just using it for one, like, one, maybe a quarter pounder, and then certain, like, select burgers or the one of the nicer ones, something like that. Would you try and try it out? You know, do you I think mean, it's going to be different? Sure, I'll try it because it's not going to be two hundred fifty-four dollars. Yeah, you know, absolutely. but I have no I, price increase, not mentioned. It, it seems like a direct response to these Wendy's commercials. Wendy's has been going pretty hard roast. on on McDonald's for it, and and one of the things that I always kind of and look, I love to Wendy's, but you you talk about the same thing. Like Sprint does this a lot. Like keep these other competitors' name out your mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You look desperate. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you're, you're you're trapping. You're thirst trapping. You're trying to. You're you're, you're reaching. Stop. Stop. At the same time, though, McDonald's responding to the thirst trap. Which, yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't, in my eyes, I don't think McDonald's should have even it's, done this. It's L's both ways, I think. Yeah, like, don't. Wendy's, I don't mind. You don't see that. Verizon even, like, talking back to Sprint. They don't need to. They don't need to. They know. We got the best coverage in the yeah. nation. You know what I'm saying? Sprint's over here. The guy switches over. Every single Sprint commercial has Verizon's name in it. Like, yeah. you, look, you look terrible. You look dumb. That's kind of funny. That's actually a funny comparison. You got McDonald's as Verizon. You got Wendy's, you know, Wendy's a Sprint. Things, and then what was that make? Jack in the Box is AT&T. Probably. And Burger King's like Cricket Wireless. Burger King, like Cricket Wireless <laughs> is even too good for, yeah, I mean, for like, Burger what King. Is, what is Cricket Wireless then? What do you got? Like, Cr- Cricket's I, probably like... Chick-fil-A, I feel like that's an insult. No, 100% that's an insult. <laughs> we got to find a good comparison like, for I Cricket. I think Cricket and Burger King. Cricket and Burger King is right probably now, the most accurate. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get you back to you on that. I think that's funny though. So maybe yeah, a note to McDonald's. Advertisers, I, I don't think it's a bad move though. I think is in the people are gonna like it because it's more healthy, right, exactly. you know, whatever. The and that's fine, the, the sure. Wave, you know, but like we're a step away from you know cold pressed juice and McDonald's now. So, just saying, not saying, just saying. Um, but uh, any other fast food news to note on? Just any uh, exciting things can we can expect? Maybe uh, the swine scale is ready. Wow, next week we the swine scale it? is ready. We get to hear it coming soon. Very, very good. Yeah. That's so a good next tease. week. That is a good tease. Next week, the swine scale. And that has been the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. And now we've come to the end of the show. Our super hot, interesting takes and shout outs. We've got two shout outs and a take. Nick doubling up today, but we're going to start with the swine. Jesse, what do you got for us? Shout out to the LA Leakers. Dropped a new song called Selfish on Friday. Super nice featuring Just Mugs. It's, it's a great song. Real summer vibes as we start to get hotter out here in L.A. Mm. You know, I'm kind of burning up over here in this 80 heat. degrees today. Uh-huh. So go over to iTunes, cop it, go to Spotify, listen to it, Apple Music, listen to it. Um, selfish, L.A. Leakers, Just Mugs. Check it out. There you go. Nick, a shout-out and take. What are you starting out with first? I'll start with a shout-out. Actually, two shout-outs. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Jesse with the Lower Marion jersey. Uh, mm. Respect to Kobe wow. there. Nobody can see it, but he is wearing the 33 Lower Marion uh, a few days after Kobe wins the Oscar. Now, my other shout-out, guys, I don't know if you guys, it's it's one of those social media holidays out there. It's National Cookie Day. Or no, it's not a National Cookie Day. I got that wrong. It's National Oreo Day, to be honest. I was going to say, I actually knew that. National Oreo Day. And Oreos are great, and it got me thinking about other types of cookies out there. And, you know, it's Girl Scout cookie season, kind of near the end of it, tailing off a little bit. And... 
I have a take that's going to be unpopular, but uh, something happened this season that made me, you know, I've always been a Thin Mints guy, through and through. Say which chest. I've always I'm been, with you. I've always been a Thin Mints guy. I think this is a hot take, but go ahead, yeah. And that's not my take. I tried, have you guys tried the new s'more cookie? Not the, not the one with the cream on the inside, but the one covered in chocolate? Yes. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. that is the best girls got cookie that I've ever had. I'm sorry to thin mints. It's been a fun ride. Let's just keep it on. We're gonna I'm yeah, gonna piggyback yeah. on your hot take. Thin mints are trash. Yeah, thin mints are absolute garbage. Thin mints are garbage. Wow. Thin mints don't need to be around. If they got really? rid of thin mints, I wouldn't. I thought miss them. I thought where you were going with yeah. like I used to be a thin mints guy, I had one and I realized they're trash. You finally uh, came no, to no, the no. I knew where he they're was going. They're terrible. And I was gonna yeah, really? just keep keep it clear here, bro. This is Thin Mints are garbage. Tag along gang. Tag along in Samoas. Absolutely. Talk to me. Till I die, bro. 100%. And those are good, but those are the ones right there. Thin Mints are boo-boo. And, and, and Thin Mints, better frozen than they are regular. I you think. shouldn't have to have a cookie that you have to freeze that's to be better. Saying. And that's what I'm saying. You, to alter a cookie, that's not what you do. No. And, you know, maybe it's a nice summer, you know, summer treat or whatever. I just, I've never been that big of a fan of the mint and chocolate. Doo-doo. How that could be a favorite, it's more of almost, I call it a palate cleanser. You know, it should be maybe in between cookies so you can clean out that flavor while keeping mm-hmm. the chocolate. That maybe is the only use I can think of. Beyond that, garbage. Um, but Nick, sorry that we trash on your favorite, favorite former cookie. Hey, that, that's what this segment is for. You have your takes, I have mine. Yeah. I'm always, just, I'm still going to like thin mints, but when, I tried the s'more cookie. It's like once you go s'more, you never yeah. want anything more. By the way, I saw this tweet. S'more <laughs> and more, don't mind. It's just more and more I, is what you did. I was just going to keep rolling after that. I, 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 I had to take my, I had to let him know. I get you. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter say the other day that they had been paying $9 for girls' cookies their whole life, and then they had just found recently that they were five, and I was like, have people been paying nine? Because that's a joke. Not that I, I, I used paid, to always never pay four. five. Yeah, four or five. They wrote, they went four, and I think yeah, they're up to five now. they're up to five. Maybe some places <laughs> six. These Girl Scouts are hustling out there. I don't respect the game. I would be. I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, you got to respect it. You, uh, you're, uh, you're taking an L over there. Yeah, you really are. Um, anyway, Nick, sorry about your thin mints. Um, that's going to wrap up episode... 55, the Oral Hershizer slash Russell Martin episode, depending on how you ask. Depending the on Russell you Martin are. slash Oral Hershizer episode. Absolutely. Don't forget to go on Amazon and search Challenger Shampoo to get your bottle of shampoo and conditioner. Don't forget to listen to our last two guest interviews with Gary Klein of the LA Times and Mirren Fader of Bleach Report. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, rate, comment, and review on iTunes, all of the above. Wow, I did it. I think we got all the bases covered, yeah? Yeah. I was focused. I was laser focused. I like that. I like that. Laser sharp. The Mamba mentality. It's got to go. Shout out Kobe. We'll see you soon.